Coming up on 5-Minute News. G7 nations to pledge 1 billion vaccine doses for the world. Israel's Netanyahu lashes out as end of his era draws near. And UN says save species while fixing global warming. It's Friday, June 11. I'm Anthony Davis. The group of seven nations are set to commit to sharing at least one billion coronavirus shots with the world, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced on Thursday, with half coming from the US and 100 million from the UK, as President Joe Biden urged allies to join in speeding the pandemic's end and bolstering the strategic position of the world's wealthiest democracies. Johnson's announcement on the eve of the G7 leaders' summit in England came hours after Biden committed to donating 500 million COVID-19 vaccine doses and previewed a coordinated effort by the advanced economies to make vaccination widely and speedily available everywhere. We're going to help lead the world out of this pandemic, working alongside our global partners, Biden said, adding that today the G7 nations would join the US in outlining their vaccine donation commitments. The G7 also includes Canada, France, Germany, Italy and Japan. The UK Prime Minister's office said the first 5 million doses would be shared in the coming weeks, with the remainder coming over the next year. Biden's own commitment was on top of the 80 million doses he's already pledged to donate by the end of June. The G7 leaders have faced mounting pressure to outline their global vaccine sharing plans, especially as inequities in supply around the world have become more pronounced. In the US, there is a large vaccine stockpile, and the demand for shots has dropped precipitously in recent weeks. Biden predicted the US doses and the overall G7 commitment would supercharge the global vaccination campaign, adding that the US doses come with no strings attached. The US commitment is to buy and donate 500 million Pfizer doses for distribution through the global COVAX alliance to 92 lower-income countries and the African Union, bringing the first steady supply of mRNA vaccine to the countries that need it most. In what appear to be the final days of his historic 12-year rule, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is not leaving the political stage quietly. The longtime leader is accusing his opponents of betraying their voters, and some have needed special security protection. Netanyahu claims he is the victim of a deep state conspiracy. He speaks in apocalyptic terms when talking about the country without his leadership. Such language has made for tense days, as Netanyahu and his loyalists make a final desperate push to try to prevent a new government from taking office on Sunday. With his options running out, it has also provided a preview of Netanyahu as opposition leader. For those who have watched Netanyahu dominate Israeli politics for much of the past quarter century, his recent behaviour is familiar. He frequently describes threats both large and small in stark terms. He has belittled his rivals and thrives by using divide-and-conquer tactics. 
He falsely paints his Jewish opponents as weak, self-hating leftists and Arab politicians as a potential fifth column of terrorist sympathizers. He routinely presents himself in grandiose terms as the only person capable of leading the country through its never-ending security challenges. However, the situation with the Palestinians today is remarkably similar as when Netanyahu took office. No major change in either direction, no annexation, and no diplomatic breakthroughs. To save the planet, the world needs to tackle the crisis of climate change and species loss together, taking measures that fix both and not just one, United Nations scientists said. A joint report on Thursday by separate UN scientific bodies that look at climate change and biodiversity loss found there are ways to simultaneously attack the two global problems, but some fixes to warming could accelerate extinctions of plants and animals. For example, measures such as expansion of bioenergy crops like corn or efforts to pull carbon dioxide from the air and bury it could use so much land twice the size of India that the impact would be fairly catastrophic on biodiversity. Policy responses to climate change and biodiversity loss have long been siloed, with different government agencies responsible for each, said co-author Pamela McKelvey, a human ecologist at Rutgers University. The problems worsen each other, are intertwined, and in the end, hurt people, scientists said. Earth's naturally changing climate shaped what life developed, including humans. But once people in the industrialized world started pumping fossil fuels into the air, that triggered cascading problems. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news. Daily. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.